Hello, and welcome to the Rugby Gods podcast. I'm John Keenan. No my haidemai. Today is March 12th, and now let's talk some rugby. All right, so I just want to go through uh, some of the games for this weekend. Uh, there's quite a lot going on. Uh, so, yeah, going to just have a quick squeeze through uh, the games in Super Rugby AU, Super Rugby Aotearoa, uh, and I might give an updated, um, you know, thoughts on the Six Nations now that I know at least uh, the team sheets for two of the matches. Uh, so yeah, doing this on a f- late Friday afternoon, uh, early evening. Uh, so yeah, thought I'd get it in uh, just before the start of the Force uh, match, the first match of the weekend, the uh, Force Rebels. Uh, so yeah, let's go through it. So Super Rugby AU, uh, first match is pretty much starting uh, in the next sort of half an hour as I do this. Uh, it will be the Force at home to the Rebels. Um, so yeah, I've got the Rebels, sorry, I've got the Force uh, to win by plus three, uh, and I'm sticking with that. Uh, so I've got the Force plus three, very tight match. Uh, the two teams look really well matched, I have to say, very even. Um, pretty hard for me from the outside. Um, I certainly do follow Super Rugby AU, but nowhere near as much as Super Rugby Aotearoa. Uh, pretty hard for me um, to you know, really make a call on that one. Uh, it will be the third match in a row that the Rebels are away. Uh, I guess that's due to um, coronavirus uh, slash COVID-19 issues inside of um, Victoria, the state of Victoria. Uh, but yeah, so th- uh, the Rebels basically started with a bye, uh, and this will be their third match in a row uh, on the road, and it's going to be over in Perth. So yeah, that could be a bit of a factor uh, for the Rebels, uh, as well as the fact that they haven't actually been able to get their try-scoring uh, mojo on this season at all. Uh, I like the Force. I thought they did pretty well uh, in their opener against the Brumbies at home. Took a week off uh, and then were good enough to get the win over the Waratahs in a pretty ugly one last week. So yeah, I'm just going with the Force. They're at home and I think the two teams just really well matched. So it will be uh, fun to watch, see how that plays out. So I've got the Force plus three. Uh, the second match in Super Rugby AU will be on Saturday, uh, tomorrow. It will be the Brumbies at home to the Reds, uh, and that's a massive match. That's certainly the two best teams in the competition. Uh, the Reds coming off a bye, uh, and the Brumbies, I believe, playing their third match in a row at home as well. So some interesting uh, formatting going on uh, inside of Super Rugby AU at present, just in terms of you know teams being away for uh, significant periods of time. Uh, and teams being at home for significant periods of time. Uh, I believe the Reds started off with two home games and then had the bye, so this will be their uh, first away match of the season. Uh, The Brumbies, they started away uh, in Perth and got a win, uh, and then they've been at home. I think this is their third week in a row. Uh, So yeah, again, this is a really good matchup, um, and it's just a high-quality matchup, certainly when you're talking about um, Australian Super Rugby teams. So, uh, yeah, I might just have a look through the lineups here for this one. Uh, I think what I'll do is just sort of have a quick squiz at some key areas, uh, perhaps the tight five uh, of the two teams, uh, maybe the halves, 9-10, and maybe the back three, uh, and, you know, really just give a little bit of opinion there. Um, So, yeah, if we start with uh, the tight five uh, for the Brumbies, they've got uh, Scott Seo, Falau Fainga, and Tom Ross uh, as their uh, front row. Uh, the Reds have Dane Zander, Alex Murphy, and Taniala Tupo. So I think that's you know a good smattering of talent, or like quite a, a decent smell of smattering, more than a smattering of talent uh, across those two front rows. Uh, I think they match up very well. 
uh, in the second row, the locks, um, the Brumbies have Darcy Swain and Katerin Neville, uh, who they've pretty much been playing uh, throughout the season. I believe those two have been sort of working in tandem together starting. I think it might be their fourth start together in a row, so uh, very settled there at lock. Uh, for the Reds, they have Angus Blythe and Lachlan Salakai Lotu. So you'd have to say Angus Blythe and Salakai Lotu um, maybe uh, a little bit more well-known, maybe have a little bit more pedigree, uh, but I really do like the settled nature uh, of Swain and Neville uh, in the locking uh, partnership for the Brumbies. So, you know, I really do think uh, those type fives are very, very even. Uh, and, you know, if you do push out into the back row, uh, into the loose forwards, uh, you know, you could probably give that maybe on balance to the Reds, but again, it's a very, very even. Uh, if we do have a look at the halves, though, uh, for the Brumbies, they've got Nick White and Noah Lalicio. Uh, the Reds have Tate McDermott and James O'Connor. So again, just another like beautiful like Australian rugby matchup uh, there. You know, that's like a trial match uh, for nine ten, uh, just in terms of you know uh, Nick White on Tate McDermott, Lalicio on O'Connor. Obviously, Matt Tamua from the Rebels would be in that conversation at ten as well. Uh, but you know, that's very much like a you know, a, a little bit of a trial match uh, inside of a match there. So very even again and very interesting. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, in the back three uh, for the Brumbies, uh, on the left wing they've got Mackenzie Hansen. On the right wing, Andy Muirhead. Again, very settled, pretty much what they've been doing uh, all year. Uh, and at fullback they've got Tom Banks, who's just in incredible form. He's looking very good. Uh, for the Reds, uh, on the left wing they've got Filippo Dalgunu. Uh, and then on the right wing, they've got Suliasi Vinavalu. Uh, and then at fullback, they've got the exciting and young uh, Jock Campbell, who's also you know playing pretty well uh, over the last sort of year or so uh, in Super Rugby. So, yeah, again, um, very even. Uh, I think you'd probably give it to the Reds there uh, in terms of having Filippo Dalgunu uh, and then Jock Campbell as well. But, you know, you could certainly say, um, you know, Tom Banks leading things for the Brumbies at fullback. Uh, plus, you know, Muirhead and Hansen. It's, you know, again, it's pretty pretty much even Stevens. But, you know, perhaps a slight hat tip there uh, to the Reds. Uh, I think if you push into the centres, though, um, you know, Jordan Pataya at 13. Uh, he has the possibility of, you know, maybe finishing the match out in the wings. He's certainly very versatile like that. But I do think, you know, centre is a better position for him. Uh, and Hunter Paisami as well at second five or 12 for the Reds. So I think, you know, Paisami and Pattaya in the midfield, uh, taking on uh, Ira Simoni uh, and Len Ikatao. Uh, I think, you know, the Reds slightly better, I would say, slightly better, slightly better form uh, for the, the midfield combination there uh, and maybe slightly better in the back three. Uh, but really when you look at the Ford packs, when you look at the halves, it's going to be or it should be a very even match. And I just hope, you know, both teams play well and that it's a good spectacle. So, uh, again, I'm going with the Reds for this one. So I'm actually going to pick the Reds to win away uh, in Canberra, which is, you know, probably a big call. Uh, yeah, and I've got them plus three. Uh, so really, for me, uh, I can't really split those four teams with the Waratahs having to buy. Uh, you know, I feel like the Force uh, and the Rebels, especially with the Force at home, is an incredibly even sort of like, uh, you know, third place or third team kind of playoff. Uh, and then I think, you know, the Brumbies, it's fourth week in a row for them. They, they might be getting a, a, a touch fatigued uh, and they just didn't really have their game together too much uh, last week. 
so, you know, whereas the Reds are, are pretty well rested uh, and I like what I've seen uh, in their first couple of weeks, especially the first week against the Waratahs. So, yeah, you know, I'm pushing uh, for the Reds uh, and I think the Reds probably are, well, they certainly are, like my favourite Australian team. Um, so, you know, I certainly prefer the Reds or back the Reds over the Brumbies and I do really think it's a, a very, very even competition or contest uh, between these uh, two top teams in Australia. So, yeah, I'm going to go for the Reds, uh, plus three. So, yeah, let's push it into uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa, uh, where the picking uh, for the teams perhaps gets a little bit easier uh, just because of who's playing who and who's playing at home. Uh, so, for the Super Rugby Aotearoa matches, the first match on the Saturday uh, will be the Crusaders at home to the Chiefs. Again, that will be the Crusaders at home uh, for the third week in a row. Uh, in the South Island for the third week, oh, sorry, the Crusaders at home for the second week in a row, uh, and the Crusaders at home or in the South Island for a third week in a row in the competition. So, um, you know, they're going to be very well, you know, they're going to be very settled. Uh, they haven't had their bye yet. Uh, you know, the Chiefs in, in reverse, um, you know, they had a bye round one, uh, played at home and lost, uh, you know, pretty comprehensively in the end. Uh, to the Highlanders, uh, and now they're coming down round three, second match for them uh, to take on the Crusaders in Christchurch. It's a pretty tough assignment. Uh, so yeah, for this one, uh, I've got the Crusaders plus 12, actually. Um, I see them being pretty strong uh, across the park uh, on the Chiefs, uh, especially uh, the Chiefs are going in with a fairly inexperienced, uh, you know, type five. They've got, um, you know, Tupu Va'i and Josh Lord, uh, at four and five, uh, and they'll be up against uh, Scott Barrett and Sam Whitelock for the Crusaders. Uh, you know, the Crusaders have uh, some pretty good bench cover as well, um, you know, in the forwards. Uh, but yeah, you know, basically, I, I kind of see the Crusaders looking pretty strong, pretty settled, pretty dominant uh, in that forward pack. Uh, you go into the halves, it'll be pretty interesting at halfback, uh, Brad Webber. Uh, on Mitchell Drummond slash Bryn Hall, that should be pretty interesting. But you know, Richard Moanga running things at 10 uh, versus Bryn Gatlin running things at 10 for the Chiefs. Uh, there's certainly you know, a gap in talent or a gap in class there at present. Uh, if you go into the back three though, uh, it's, again, it's gonna be pretty tasty. Uh, you know, Will Jordan at the back uh, on Damian McKenzie, very interesting. Uh, Sever Reese on the right wing, uh, for the Crusaders, Sean Stevenson getting the start on the right wing for the Chiefs, uh, coming from the bench last week, uh, and then Lester Fanganuku on the left wing, <coughs> and Atene Nanai Satoru, <coughs> who was probably uh, very underrated uh, last week, just in terms of how much good work he did. Uh, you know, considering everybody was sort of following what was going on uh, with Jonah Nariki. So yeah, I mean, that kind of gives you Seba Reese on uh, Nanai Satoru, which I think will be a very, very interesting matchup, very good, high-quality matchup. Gives you Lester Fanganuku on uh, Stevenson, Sean Stevenson, which I think is a little bit of a mismatch just in terms of, you know, like size and possibly form as well. Uh, and then obviously, you know, Will Jordan on Damian McKenzie. Uh, very, very interesting to see there. So I think the back three uh, and the halves, uh, it's closer, but you definitely had to the Crusaders, uh, and I think uh, you know up front uh, in the forwards. I think you got to give it to the Crusaders as well, and they've certainly got a lot of quality with the likes of uh, Joe Moody uh, and Mitchell Dunche uh, to come on off their bench. So yeah, uh, I'm going plus twelve with the Crusaders there, especially as they're at home. 
uh, you know, Chiefs still in a little bit of disarray. There'd have to be a little bit of soul searching as to what happened last week. Uh, you know, they didn't put in it again. They went missing and didn't put in an 80-minute performance. Uh, and they're certainly going to have to put in an 80-minute performance minimum uh, and play extremely well uh, to make this one competitive, I think, against the Crusaders. Uh, I think, you know, more realistically, though, they probably do go missing in action for, you know, 10, 15 minutes somewhere in this match. Uh, and the Crusaders, you know, being ruthless, uh, you know, probably expose that and, you know, really blow the game out uh, somewhere along the line. That's sort of my thinking or my pick there. So that's why I'm plus 12 on it. But, uh, you know, best of luck to the Chiefs, uh, you know, trying to do uh, what, the, what the Hurricanes were certainly not good enough to do last week, uh, which is win in Christchurch. Uh, the second Super Rugby Aotearoa match will be on a Sunday again, uh, and this one is coming to us from Auckland for the first time uh, in a while. Uh, so yeah, it'll be the Blues at home to the Highlanders from Auckland on the Sunday afternoon, uh, and that will be with crowds as well uh, in terms of like uh, coronavirus level alerts or COVID-19 level alerts inside of New Zealand. They've been dropped, or that's back to level one slash normal, uh, and there will be crowds, so that'll be good for the Blues. Uh, if we, again, have a really, really quick squiz through here, uh, you know, the, the Blues are starting pretty strong with uh, Kao Tuanukiafi and Ofatunga Fasi, uh, you know, two All Blacks uh, as their props. Uh, they are a little bit light, though, at hooker with uh, the Teru Tolai, uh, and I believe Kurt Eklund off the bench. Uh, whereas, you know, the, uh, the Highlanders have real strength here with uh, Liam Coltman getting the start and Ash Dixon, their co-captain, uh, on the bench at 16. So, you know, you'd really favour the Highlanders to do core roles and be good at hooker, but you'd also favour the Blues to do core roles at prop. So, you know, kind of like a little bit of a mix there. Uh, into the second row, into the locks, um, the Blues have Patrick Tuipilotu, their captain, uh, and Sam Dari, uh, the very young... Uh, you know, Crusaders slash Canterbury product who has moved up to the Blues uh, for the Super Rugby season. So it'd be interesting to see what they get out of the youngster along with Patrick Tuipilotu. Uh, they are up against uh, Josh Dixon and Manaki Selby Rickett uh, for the Highlanders, which I think is a very good locking combination there. Um, you know, they, Jack Regan, the Irishman, was given a, given a shout, given a start in the first couple of matches for the Highlanders. But I do think Manaki Selby Rickett is, you know, starting quality, especially in the absence of Paddy Paddy Parkinson. So, you know, Dixon and Selby Rickett, I think they'll be very strong uh, against Tui Pelotu uh, and the youngster Dari. So again, you know, a real, a real, you know, like hard to tell sort of both type fives there have strengths and weaknesses uh, across them, but it should be pretty competitive. Um, you know, pretty similar uh, in the loose forwards. You'd have to say uh, the Blues are going in sort of like 6-8 heavy, uh, and the Highlanders are going in sort of 7 heavy, um, just in terms of um, they've got James Lynch's at 7 and Hugh Renton at 8 starting this one, and you certainly could play both of those players at 7. Uh, and in fact, they even have Billy Harmon uh, on the bench at 23 uh, because they have a 6-2 forwards back split on their subs. So you could make the case that they've even got, you know, three uh, open sides in this match, the Highlanders, starting kind of two of them and one on the bench. Uh, you know, whereas uh, in reverse, you know, the Blues are starting Dalton Papali'i at seven, which is fine, which is fair enough, but he can certainly play six. Uh, and then, you know, you've got the, the big men in terms of Hoskins Satutu at eight, Akira Yuani at six. 
uh, and even Tom Robinson uh, on the bench as well, kind of covering six and lock. So yeah, definitely different uh, angles or like approaching the game uh, in different ways there. Uh, and I think you know the Highlanders certainly want to make a play for that. They want a quick, fast game. They want to move around this bigger you know four pack that is the Blues. So it'll be interesting to see if they're actually able to do that. If they are, uh, especially with the service of Aaron Smith and Flau Fakatava, uh, you know the Highlanders' backs could be in for a very good, you know, very interesting, uh, you know, Sunday afternoon. But yeah, so you know, kind of hard to, to call those loose forwards. I think they're both just really playing to their strengths. You know, um, you know the Blues going hard with that big man style, uh, and the Highlanders really just not even trying to compete there really. Um, and they're just going in, you know, pretty light, uh, going in with sort of like three sevens, as I said. If you have a look at the uh, halves, Jonathan Ruru with the start and Oteddy Black for the Blues, uh, Aaron Smith and Josh Iwane for the Highlanders. I think you'd certainly have to give that to the Highlanders. Um, you know, Oteddy Black's playing well, uh, but, you know, Josh Iwane is, you know, a quality operator as well. Uh, and certainly, you know, Aaron Smith uh, is a step above Jonathan Ruru. Uh, and then, like we said before, you know, the Highlanders have Filao Fakatava to call on as well. So, you know, looking very, very good at 910. Uh, I believe uh, Mitchell Hunt is on the bench for this one as well. So, you know, the Highlanders are certainly well backed up, well supported uh, at 910 uh, in this match. Uh, if we go into the back three, uh, have a look at the Blues. Uh, they're starting Stephen Perifetta at 15 again. Uh, another sort of utility slash 10 who can play 15 for sure. Uh, but, you know, perhaps not the most, uh, what would you say, uh, most energetic, most charismatic, most, uh, you know, game-breaking of fullbacks. Uh, certainly more of a 10 that plays 15, uh, I, I still believe. So it's interesting. But they do have a huge amount of quality on the wings. Mark Talia on the right wing, Caleb Clark on the left wing. That's a, a hell of a lot of fireworks uh, right there. Uh, for the Highlanders, they've also gone uh, pretty small uh, with Konagata Bashup at fullback. Uh, and then they've pushed out Nani Punavai uh, to the right wing. Uh, and they've retained, obviously, Jonah Nariki on the left wing. So, you know, Mark Talia is going to match up with Jonah Nariki. I think that's going to be very interesting. Uh, and the blockbusting Caleb Clark is going to match up against Punavai, who's, you know, a pretty solid uh, defender. Started the first two games at centre and they've pushed him out uh, to the right wing to try and contain Clark. Uh, and then you have, you know, a couple of smaller guys uh, just in terms of Perifeta and Conagata Bashup uh, playing 15. Uh, you know, silky skills for sure. Uh, certainly Conagata Bashup, pretty young, pretty youthful, uh, pretty inexperienced at this level. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Uh, Michael Collins is starting 13 centre uh, for the Highlanders. So you do have a little bit of an insurance policy there uh, if things go pear-shaped uh, in the back three slash at fullback. You can certainly push him back out uh, to fullback and finish the game there. He's got a lot of experience with both the Blues and the Highlanders. So yeah, um, pretty interesting, pretty competitive across the board. Like I said, I think the, the four packs uh, match up well, uh, certainly in terms of the tight fives, and then they're just doing completely different things uh, in terms of their loose forward sets. Uh, I think the Highlanders, you would say, definitely have it uh, in the halves. But I think, uh, you know, if you include Rico Ioane at 13 uh, for the Blues, uh, who could well see a fair amount of, you know, finish the game for a, a considerable number of minutes. He could well be out in the back three uh, playing wing. 
Uh, so if you include him uh, in the Blues' back three, along with Mark Tillier and Caleb Clark, you'd have to think you know the Blues kind of outperform or like certainly have more quality uh, in their back three, I think. So yeah, a uh, really tough one there again. Um, I'm going to back the Blues plus six because they're at home. I think they're going to get a pretty good crowd uh, and they're well rested coming off a bye uh, and a very good win uh, against the Hurricanes away. Uh, you know, the Highlanders, second week in a row for them uh, on the road. Um, you know, certainly pretty bossed uh, in the Crusaders match, but, you know, we're interested in, or like we're in the fight from, for periods of time. Uh, and then, you know, actually pretty convincingly handled for the first 30, 35 minutes by the Chiefs uh, before they went sort of missing in action for about 15, 20 minutes uh, towards the end of that first half and then in the early part of the second half. Uh, and that's really where they got their game going. So, you know, I do like the Highlanders this season. I think they'll be very competitive with this Blues outfit. But the Blues at home, uh, with the team they have, uh, I'm picking them to win plus six. So those are my picks uh, for Super Rugby AU and Super Rugby Aotearoa uh, for this weekend. I might just quickly go back through those four games. Uh, so the first match, which is happening pretty much now, uh, is the Force at home to the Rebels. And I've got the Force plus three. Second match in Super Rugby AU is the Brumbies at home to the Reds. And I've got the Reds plus three. And Super Rugby Aotearoa, the first match on Saturday will be the Crusaders at home to the Chiefs. And I've got the Crusaders plus 12. Uh, and the Sunday match, the second and final match of Super Rugby, uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa, uh, for the weekend will be the Blues at home to the Highlanders, and I've got the Blues plus six. So yeah, there you go. Um, we'll be interested to see how my picks go, especially in Super Rugby AU. It's really, really, really hard for me uh, from the outside to tell uh, who's going to win those two matches. So yeah, pretty much going to leave it there, but I might just quickly push into the Six Nations uh, as I do have a little bit more information where I have been able to see uh, at least four of the six teams and their team sheets uh, for this weekend. Uh, I did a little bit of a Six Nations go uh, on Wednesday because I wasn't sure if I'd be able to get back and talk any more about it uh, later in the week or like kind of now, uh, but I am. Uh, so I'm just going to quickly go through that and give you a little bit of an update on my thoughts. Uh, so the first match in Six Nations round four for 2021 uh, this weekend will be uh, on the Saturday and it'll be Italy at home to Wales. Now Wales have actually come out with a really top-notch team. Like I thought that they would be uh, resting and rotating players a little bit more uh, for their uh, French match, their round five French match or front match against France. Uh, but they're not. They're coming with a really strong team. So I've actually revised myself up there. I'm, I'm going Wales plus 20. I think midweek I thought they would be bringing in a little bit more of a youthful, a little bit more of a B team, uh, the Welsh, uh, but they're not. They're bringing a pretty full strength team. So yeah, I've got the way I've got Wales there plus twenty uh, in the game against Italy. Uh, the second game on the Saturday is England uh, against France, or England taking on France uh, from Twickenham or in England. Uh, and initially or midweek I had France plus ten, um, but France haven't run as many changes or haven't put in. Uh, well, I mean, they haven't started Roman Intermark for a start. Um, and so, yeah, a little bit surprised, or I guess, you know, they're taking precautions with him. He's been out for a while. Uh, and then England hasn't gone as experimental as I thought either. Um, they've done pretty well. Well, they've certainly picked uh, a couple of new players. Uh, and I think a key uh, pick is uh, Max Marlins at fullback uh, to go along with Anthony Watson on the wing. I think that certainly makes England's back three uh, much more dangerous. 
So I'll be interested to see uh, what they can get out of them, uh, you know, provided that, you know, conditions are reasonable uh, in England. Uh, and there's like 15-man rugby on offer. Uh, but, you know, France is sticking with Jalabert at 10. Um, you know, they do have uh, Vakatawa uh, back in the midfield. So, yeah, I think, you know, and they have Dupont, etc. So, you know, France is certainly coming with a really good team. Uh, but, you know, Intermark is on the bench uh, and I think England has actually picked a very good, very good side. You know, made a couple of key changes, uh, but not run, you know, wholesale changes, which I thought they might have. So I'm closing my prediction up there. Um, I'm picking France to win plus eight. I think midweek I had them to win plus ten. So, yeah, uh, the final match on the Sunday, I still don't have team sheets that I can see. Uh, like I said, I'm doing this Friday afternoon, my time uh, in Taiwan. Uh, which I guess is sort of like early, or sorry, late uh, Friday morning, uh, you know, European time. Uh, but I still cannot find uh, the Scotland v Ireland, uh, you know, team sheets. So I'm still flying blind on that one. Uh, but, you know, I'm just going to continue to back Scotland at home plus five, uh, even though I believe uh, something like uh, the last 19 matches, I believe, uh, Ireland have won 16 of the last 19 against these two teams. I'm not sure if that's including non-Six um, Nations matches, you know, such as Rugby World Cups, etc. Uh, but, you know, that's what I saw uh, as a little stat today. Um, so, you know, Ireland certainly have the wood on Scotland. But I just think Scotland has the right motivation. Um, and they're playing good rugby in 2021. Uh, and they're still in with a sniff uh, in this competition, especially with a win at home over Ireland. So, yeah, I'm just going to continue to be on that Scottish train. I backed them against Wales, and they lost as well. But uh, I'm going to go to the Whale one more time and say Scotland's going to get it done. They're going to get a close win over Ireland, and I've got Scotland plus five. So uh, just to quickly recap those three matches for the Six Nations, round four, uh, first match, Italy at home to Wales. I've got Wales plus 20. Second match on the Saturday, England at home to France. I've got France plus eight. Uh, and third match on Sunday, uh, Scotland at home to Ireland. I've got Scotland plus five. So there you go. Uh, that's my thinking uh, on those seven matches, uh, you know, four Super Rugby AU, Super Rugby Aotearoa matches and the three Six Nations matches uh, coming up this weekend. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, 26 minutes, a little bit longer than I thought. But, yeah, I hope you're well. Uh, I hope you enjoy the weekend. Uh, I hope your team, uh, you know, does or plays well for you, does a good job. Uh, and just, yeah, enjoy the rugby, uh, whatever, whatever team you're following, whatever competition, uh, you know, floats your boat. So, yeah, uh, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, I do these podcasts on Anchor FM. I put them up or it kind of automatically goes up onto seven or eight different platforms. Uh, one of them is Spotify. Uh, that's where I listen to a lot of my podcasts these days. So I recommend you do the same. Uh, and my podcast or this podcast is there on Spotify. So please give me a follow and or, you know, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, watch, listen, whatever you want to call it uh, there on Spotify. That's what I'd recommend. Uh, also, more importantly, I guess for me is I have a Facebook page, the Rugby Gods podcast. So hopefully uh, you can see a link to that. Uh, and or you can find that on Facebook uh, and please you know give me a like there a like and or a follow uh, and you know feel free to send me a message and or a comment that'd be great 
so yeah, just going to peace out there. Uh, good luck with everything on the weekend. I hope life is going well for you, uh, and I'll talk to you next week. Uh, and you know, obviously, review pretty much all of those games, uh, and maybe have a little bit of a look uh, at what happened in the Japanese top league as well. So, mate wa. Till next time. Goodbye.